Tottenham Hotspur. Leicester City. Leicester City are the champions of England. Hi everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of today's Corner Kicks Premier League podcast. I'm Sebastian Lauren, on call from Sweden and back in Gothenburg. The motherland? The motherland, the old country, my hometown. So, uh, landed a couple of days ago. Uh, airline managed to lose our luggage, so I'm pissed. But I'm still excited. How'd that happen? Yeah, I don't know. And airlines never do anything wrong, right? Hey, I will say that is my number one travel fear ever. Oh, and I hate luggage? checking bags. I hate checking bags because of it. Yeah. But it's, it's luckily, knock on wood, never happened to me, but I still hate checking bags because of the fear of it. Yeah, now it's happened to me several times. It's always been traveling from the U.S., which is weird. Um, I had, or we had, because I'm here with the family. So we had one suitcase with clothes, and then we had our daughter's stroller and car seat. And they managed to lose everything. We just got the uh, suitcase with our clothes, but her car seat and stroller is still MIA. Did they offer you anything in return? Yeah, we're going to have to go out and buy a new stroller here now and a new car. But did they, right, but did they offer you, like, did, did they, like, say, all right, your return flight's going to be free? No, no, no. They are just going to compensate us for getting a new stroller. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so, kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't, you don't really, you know, get anything for it. It's just that, okay, well, now we got to go out and buy a new stroller and they'll pay for it, but, you know. It is what it is, uh, but I am heading to Manchester on Friday. I will not check in any luggage. I will just bring a backpack. Um, heading to Manchester, going to see United take on Southampton and cheer on my boy Slatan. And uh, the other voice you hear with me is Polly Questel. Uh, Elliot is having some technical difficulties, also known as he lost his headphones. <laughs> also known as another Wednesday for Elliot. Yep. So, um, yeah, we're Elliot Less here today, so me and Polly, we're going to do our best here as we'll preview the uh, second week of games here and sort of talk about, about what, how they did on opening weekend, too. We'll start with that Friday game, Manchester United against Southampton. United coming off a 3-1 to win over Bournemouth, uh, whereas Southampton got a 1-1 draw against Watford, uh, at home to Watford, even. Uh, let's start with United, though. 3-1 victory, slot on off the mark right away. Juan Mata and Wayne Rooney also scored. And, um, you know, some people, you pointed this out on Twitter too, or was it a text? I don't remember. But Juan Mata starting because there's yeah, a lot of... Mourinho, yeah, Mourinho just trolled the world with that. Yeah, because ever since Mourinho took over, people are like, oh, Juan Mata's going to be leaving. And, and then the whole starts. substitution thing at the Community Shield. Yes, and then he trolls the world and just starts him in that first game. I guess Jesse Lingard was hurt, but he still had Henrik Mkhitaryan on the bench, and he chooses Juan Mata literally just to mess with the entire world. Yeah, and then he scored too. So, I mean, that's a good He scored start. the first ball. Yeah. So, how, how do you think? I mean, from what I saw, I felt like the first 45 minutes were a little bit passive, and it looked a little bit like it did under Louis van Gaal. But then things sort of picked up in the second half. I mean, uh, let's call a spade a spade here. It looked exactly like it did under Louis Van Gaal. 
It was there was there wasn't yeah, they ran a little bit. There was yeah. some running involved. But other than that, a lot of square balls, a lot of balls where it was like, why didn't you why'd you pass that ball where the guy had to take a step backwards to get it instead of leading him so he could take a step forward? Uh the only attacks came from uh from like the right back Antonio Valencia getting forward was pretty much their only way of generating any attack. Um I, but it was it was more on everybody. You know, Rooney wasn't getting himself involved in the game. Zlatan was invisible. Uh, he wandered around the field. You could find him anywhere and everywhere on the field except for the Bournemouth penalty area. He took just 19 touches in the first half. Um, none of them were inside the area. And the second half was better. I don't think the second half was good. I do think this was the this was an example of why United are going to win the league, though. Mm. And Anthony Martial picked up two very easy assists in this game. Well, his assist to Rooney was because he just completely flubbed the shot. Yes, and then the second one, he sort of just gave it to Slatan. Slatan took a couple of steps and just let a long-range shot go that snuck in. So uh... You know what? I, I had this thought during the game, <laughs> and I started laughing. So I was just like, what would, have, what would Seb do? If Zlatan picked up a red card in this game and was suspended for the fr- for the match on Friday. Oh, that would suck. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have to stay an extra week. Who are they playing next week? Uh, let's see. They play match day three. Hull City. You'd have to yeah. go to Hull. Hull. Hull away. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm thinking, I think this Friday, though, they'll be better. They'll be better. Partially because of Pogba. He'll be mm-hmm. back in there. And I think the key to the team, though, is is Mourinho, you know, turning Rooney around again. Because uh, I noticed it during the game. There were a lot of times where Rooney would drop back, uh, would drop deep to help out with the defense and everything, which is nothing new. We've seen Rooney do that for 12 years now. The difference is, is that, you know, in 2009, when he did that and he got the ball, he would immediately look to go the other way. And it was mm-hmm. a quick pass out to Tevez or or a pass out wide to Ronaldo, Giggs, Park, one of those guys, or just take it himself and just start running. And Louis Van Gaal got all that out of him. Like when he would get it and he would look and he would have room and he would still stay and wait and, and look for Martial or look for Juan Mata or look for Luke Shaw or look for Antonio Valencia. And at times in the second half, it looked like he was going to take it and start going with it again. And if Mourinho could get him to start doing that again, this team becomes way more dangerous. Because Rooney might not have the pace that he used to to run those counterattacks, but he can make that first ball and let everybody else do the running for him. Yeah, no, I mean, he has a great passing game. He's shown that throughout his career. So we'll see how Mourinho continues to utilize Rooney because, you know, Mkhitaryan, once he's up to snuff too, I mean, he, I think he would flourish in that number 10 spot otherwise. Well, I think... I think he's going to stick to playing on the right side, which is where he played last year. Yeah. So, like, it, you know, it, it's – look, there's a lot of guys that can play in the number 10 role, but you can mm-hmm. only have one number 10. This is the same thing that happens to everybody is you get a good creative winger and then all of a sudden the manager goes, ooh, imagine what he would do in the middle. Like, mm-hmm. he could play number 10. It's like – I think that's what happened with Adnan Yadizai. Like, they were like, he could play 10. Uh, and it's like, all right, but he could also play on the wing. Like, you have somebody there already. Like, Juan Mata could play there. Uh Louis Van Gaal last year was like, Jesse Lingard could play there. Yeah, but, you know, 
if you're good on the wing, like stick stick to the wings because you you have guys that can play in the middle already. Yeah. Okay. Don't need to create a backlog. So looking at Southampton though, they you gotta say they got a disappointing one one draw against Watford in their first game. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd say that. I don't think Watford is that good. Um but I think it's gonna take Southampton a little a bit of time to get their legs under them. Yeah. And and get you to the new manager and this is not and that friday trip to old trafford is not going to be uh the easiest no the absolutely easiest not. way to do that with with the first game for Mourinho, the first competitive game for zlatan the the debut of pogba yep i am yeah i mean let's jump into the scoring prediction here though um well we got to talk about our scoring prediction game now yeah now we keep track of this yes i did really poorly yeah, so we, we keep track of this now. Oh, which reminds me, I didn't... All right, never mind. I'll figure it out. Yep. We keep track of this now, and we decided what we decided. One point for, for correct uh, prediction and an extra two points if you hit the score right on the head. Yes. So Seb did fantastic coming in with three points last week. Yeah, that's not good at all. I had a nice lead. Uh, I hit four of them, and I hit... The Swansea, Crystal Palace, and the Spurs-Everton draw on the head. So I had, I had eight points, which, which gave me the nice lead. Um, and then Elliot took the lead late on Monday by hitting the Chelsea-West Ham match on the head in addition to Middlesbrough and Stoke and picked up a total of nine points. Mm. So I'm already behind by six points. Oh, well. Yeah, you are down big time. Yeah, we'll see if I'll do anything better here this this week. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go two to one Manchester United. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two nil, which is weird because they scored three goals at Bournemouth last year, last week, and now I'm predicting less at Old Trafford. But I'm I'm gonna go two nil. Uh, Elliot is writing this as we speak, so his official prediction is two one. Okay. So I guess we have the same then. Um, that's fine, I guess. Then uh, let's move on to Saturday. Uh, Manchester City, they're taking on Stoke on the road. Um, City, you know, coming off a really good uh, little game here in the Champions League playoffs. Uh, you think? Yeah, it was pretty decent. <laughs> Winning 5 nothing and missing two penalties? Has Sergio Aguero missed two penalties? I have no idea. I did not watch that game. But they... I mean, I, had it, I, I glanced at it a couple yeah. of times. Uh, number one thought is England fans must be loving the fact that Raheem Sterling all of a sudden knows how to play football again. Mm-hmm. I mean, where was that over the summer? Um, and yeah, I feel really good about my, my Sergio Aguero's going to score a lot of goals under Pep Guardiola prediction. Yeah. That, that's not a bold prediction, though. No, I... Well, you said he's going to get... I said he might get hurt, but he'll still score over 30. He's going to score over 30 goals. Oof. Okay, well, that's a little bit bolder. I, I think he's going to score over 30, 30 goals in the league and, like, probably... Well, at this point, he's already got three in the Champions League, so... Uh, he could touch 45 in all competitions. Yeah, we'll see how we do. In the league, though, they got a 2-1 to win over Sunderland after a late 
own goal by former Manchester United player Paddy McNair. Um, so yeah, they weren't really convincing in that first game against Sunderland. Which is also exactly what I expected from them. I, I As I've said, I think Pep's overrated, and I thought that this game showed that. Because, look, David Moyes is going to turn Sunderland into something respectable, but not after one game. And and they were and they weren't. But Man City was poor. They were poor. I mean, their bright spot was Raheem Sterling. Nobody else looked like they could get anything done, and they got bailed out by a a lucky own goal. It was one of those. It was one of those own goals from McNair where he like had to do something, and there really was not anything else that he could have done. Yeah. So, but yeah, I thought City got bailed out big time. Yep. Uh, how the did of this game was Jermaine Defoe scoring against a good team. Yeah, there you go. Well, how did you think about Lyndon Gooch? The Gooch. Uh, I didn't see enough of him to really have an opinion of it because I missed the first half of this mm. game. But Lyndon Gooch is probably the quintessential example as to why anybody who decides to say, oh, like, let's take a look. Like, how are we going to line up in, in 2018 in the World Cup? Uh, like, how are we going to line up? Are we, are we really going to be counting on this player? Or are we really going to be counting on that player? Like, how are we going to do it? If you're asking that question in 2016, you need to stop. Because literally a month ago, no one knew who Lyndon Gooch was. And now all of a sudden, he's on every U.S. fan's radar. As now they're going to throw expectations on him and be like, oh, if he gets to play, like, you know, he should, Klinsman should be starting him. Mm-hmm. So it's just... He's the example of when it comes to international players, you know, be patient, wait around, don't freak out about something two years in two years' time because a lot of new players will emerge between now and then. Yeah, and I, I think it's another example of if you're a young American player that want to go pro, go to Europe. Oh, yeah. He, like, played in college, and he's been at Sunderland for three years now, and he's 20 years old. Yeah. So... Do that. Go to Europe. You'll break in. And I think David Moore is going to give him his chances. I'd mm-hmm. like to see him play in the middle because, you know, that's what the United States needs. And But, you know, if you're playing, you're playing. And David Moyes will give him his chances. I do think, though, his chances will be limited because eventually Adnan Yadazai is going to start on the left wing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we know Moyes loves Yadazai, and he got him on the loan there. So he'll be playing a lot. Uh, Stoke, they got a 1-1 draw against Middlesbrough. I thought that Middlesbrough were actually going to win that game, but ended in a draw. Uh, Shakiri with the goal there for them. Um, yeah, away to Stoke. It's always been described as a, a tough away game. Do you think Manchester City is going to have a sort of a little bit of a hangover here after playing midweek? I mean, that's a, that's a tough away game. That's a tough away game, but that's also like uh, like. It's like in the NFL when you go to Buffalo, that's a tough away game. But like, there's a difference between going to Buffalo in November and December versus going to Buffalo week one or two in mm-hmm. September. Like, you know, you're going to Stoke right now. It's probably going to be nice out that day. Yeah. It's still August, uh, so I think City are going to take care of business, but it won't look pretty because it's still City and they're still. Ah, but could still. Ah. You know what? For argument's sake, I'm going to talk myself into a draw. Oh, okay. Okay, and what's it's only the, Wednesday, so I have three days to do that. Yeah, so what's the scoreline going to be then if you're going with the draw? 1-1, one, one, because I'm not going to look into, I'm not going to read into City wiping the floor with a second-place Romanian team. Yeah, 
I'm going to go you know, two nothing to City. All righty. Yeah. Interesting. And Elliot is going two one. Okay. So for the official for the official record. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Then we got Swansea taking on Hull. Um, yeah, Swansea coming off a one nothing win over Burnley in their opening game, and Hull shocked you went everybody. Two nothing, right? Hmm. You went two nothing, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Hull they shocked everybody. Hull is a club in total disarray, but they still managed to pull out a two to one win over champions Leicester City. And I did not see that coming. And I didn't see that coming either. You know who else was a club in disarray though last year? Yeah, Leicester City. Yeah. But uh, you could almost argue that Hull is in a worse position position than they were. Because, I mean, having 13... They don't even have first-team players. Yeah, 13 first-team players only available for that game against Leicester. They pulled out a 2-1 to win after a... I don't like, I don't like that when, when they say that. Because if you have an academy, then you just, you know, promote three guys. And all of a sudden, now you have 16 first-team players. Yeah. Three of them are just young. True. So, like, Adama Diomande scored the opening goal in this game. He... Together with Abel Hernandez, they both did bicycle kicks and hit the ball basically at the same time. Uh, Diomande got the final little touch on it. That was a re- really good game right before halftime. Really good goal. Uh, Riyad Mahrez tied things up on a penalty early in the second half. And then Robert Snodgrass, the Scottish international, grabbed the winner. And Snodgrass is a really good player. Former Leeds standout. Yes. Yeah. Very, very good player indeed. So are we going to buy into the whole hype here? No. No? Uh, It's weird. I mean, Leicester lost three games last year, and they were Arsenal and Liverpool Mm -hmm. and Arsenal. Yep. And now now you're adding whole city to that resume right away. Not a good start. I wouldn't be too worried, though, if I was Leicester. That's still a very strong team, uh, very fast team. Um. They've, they've been linked with Robbie Brady from Norwich, mm-hmm. uh, the Irish left winger, left back. Yep. Like all summer. Go out and get him, dude. Like, what are you waiting for? The guy's a good player. Yeah, he's the guy a good re- player. Like, the guy has a skill that, that could be of a value to you. Go out and get, like, I don't understand what they're waiting for. But this one, it just looked like Leicester were comfortable in this one. Well, you know what I think it is? I think Norwich actually are setting unreasonably high price tags on their players. Because I know West Ham were after Martin Olsen, the Swedish left back that plays for Norwich. And they wanted some absurd amount of money for him, even though he only had one year left on his contract. All right, so then you do the, uh, you do the other, you do the sleazy move. You unsettle the player. Make the player be unsettled and have him hand in a transfer request and yeah. Expedite the process. Yeah, we'll get to Leicester in a little bit here, but Hull, they travel to Wales to take on Swansea. I'm not going to say that they're going to win again, so I'll go with a Swansea win. 2-1. Two, two, I'm going to go 1-0 for Swansea. Mm-hmm. Gilfie Sigurdsson is going to get his legs going here. Uh, then we got a nice little London derby between Tottenham and Crystal Palace. Uh, Spurs, they got a 1-1 draw in that Everton game. While Crystal Palace, they suffered defeat to West Brom. 
And if you can't beat West Brom, you're not going to beat Tottenham. No, and no. you're not going to beat Tottenham away. And again, and well, here's the thing about Tottenham. For some reason, they decided to wait 50 minutes before they started playing. Yeah. I don't and think once, that's going to happen. I don't. No. But the last 40 minutes of that game, Tottenham should have scored about seven goals. Uh, what's his face? Martin Stecklenburg. Who, who, all right, can you explain something to me? Everton, this might just be some, the, like, two or three naive Everton fans that I spoke to. Yeah. Why do they think Martin Stecklenburg was brought in to be the backup? Honestly, I thought he was being brought in to be the backup, too. Because he, wow. he hasn't even been that good, and he's, I think he was hurt for most of last season, too, if I'm not misremembering. Um, yeah, I mean, I never rated him that high, really. He was on the short list of people that United were going to go after to replace Vandersar. Yeah, but that, that's a long time ago. Right, but you said you never rated him highly to begin with. I mean, he was high enough on like at at a time is what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yo, when he was like at Ajax, Ajax, like back yeah. in yeah, yeah, then yes, but ever since he switched to Fulham, I was like, eh. I don't know. I I was always under the impression if you're going after Martin Stecklenburg, you know, you know, if you want a, a backup for Joel Robles. You bring in someone like Joel Robles. If you're going to go after Martin Stecklenburg, you're you're putting him in there. You're putting him between the sticks. Yeah. Um, and he played out of his mind, which is why Tottenham didn't come away with a win. But also, I mean, every Tottenham Everton game ends one one. I sat down at my friend's house last week, and I just said, like, this game's going to end. We all said this game's going to end one yeah. one. So that's just. I, I mean, now Tottenham they go to White Hart Lane, uh, and they're going to be ready to blow the doors off someone. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Palace, like I said, they lost to West Brom, who played the most West Brom game ever. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go four nothing to Tottenham in this one. I'm gonna go three, three uh, nothing yeah, to Tottenham. It's gonna be a dominant performance by Spurs. So I, yeah, it, it's gonna and be. Elliot Elliot is going two nothing. Okay, so we're all going with the Spurs win there. Uh, Watford. Um, I know they like to say they're not in London, but it's right on the border. So Watford's gonna... in London. Yeah. So another London derby is Watford against Chelsea. Do they like to say that they're not in London? Yeah, they do. They want to be special. That's, I mean, where I stayed when I was in London, this uh, when I went back in May, my friend lives literally right outside Watford, and he lives in London. Yeah. If you look at Google Maps, if you look at the city of London, there looks like there's some sort of beltway kind of around the entire metro area, and mm-hmm. Watford is within that beltway. And that's always how I consider a city. If you're within the beltway, you're part of that city. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, the Watford, they will host Chelsea. Um, Chelsea coming off that, you know, late win over West Ham, 2-1. to one. Diego Costa scoring in the 89th minute. Oh, Diego, oh, my God. And we both agree that Diego Costa shouldn't even be on the field at that How point. How many times have you seen this movie? Yeah, way too often. Way, way too often. So he's on the yellow card. We'll just do it real quick. He's on the yellow card. He puts in a really poor challenge on Adrian and nothing. Nothing. And, like, he, like, I mean, Antonio Conte said he pulled out of the challenge. I was like, look at the other angle. Yeah. He, like, whipped his leg around and, like, snapped at Adrian's leg. Yeah, it, it was really poor. 
Uh, Chelsea, they took the lead. In, the best, or, the best yes. tweet I saw was was Diego Costa. Diego Costa could beat the crap out of a man with a severed arm that he severed. But if it's at Stanford Bridge, he won't even get a yellow. Yeah, yeah it was really bad. Eden Hazard gave them the lead early in the second half on a penalty. Then James Collin scored for the first time in uh, two over two years to make it 1-1 in the 77th minute. And you felt like, oh, well, maybe West Ham can pull a point here. Uh, but then, yeah, Costa with a kind of a similar goal to that one that Ibrahimovic scored um, yeah, 89th minute there. And very nice, you know, little flick on from Batshuayi. I mean, that, that if they opt to go with two up front, I think they could make a very dangerous pairing. Yeah, but who's coming out to make to go to up front? Well, oh no, I not I'm not saying on a regular as far as starting with two up front, but here oh, when they well, go yeah, for they'll it, they'll play two up front whenever they need to. Yeah, go. exactly. Also underrated, and uh, like and Conte probably shouldn't have been on the field at the end of this game either. He was doing a little bit of a. He picked up a yellow right away. Yeah, third minute. Made me be like, what if N'Golo Conte's not actually that good? Yeah. Ah, I mean, and, and, and Lester and the world are just laughing at us. Because remember, France started playing a lot better when he got suspended in the yeah. Euros. Yeah, we'll see. I was actually I was at a game here yesterday, a local derby in the Swedish second division. And a guy picked up a yellow card after 28 seconds. Like, first proper challenge of the game. And he's like, oh, yellow card. Um... Not a very good game. I don't recommend people to watch Swedish second division. Uh, and, <laughs> no. I won't. I won't then. No, it was scoreless too. It was absolutely awful. So I, I'm a lot um, looking forward a lot more to Friday's game because there will be goals in that one. There will be goals. Uh, moving on, or let's get our scoring prediction first, though. Chelsea Watford. I'm gonna go three one Chelsea. I'm going 1-0 Chelsea. They're going to Antonio Conte this one. Okay. And Elliot goes 3-0. Okay. Yeah, I got 3-1. Yeah, I mean, one thing, I mean, just a quick note. I I think that after they took the the lead there, they were sort of passive. They didn't really go for the kill. Chelsea? Yeah, and I felt that, that almost ended up costing them the game. I mean that's that's gonna be Conte ball for you, yeah. and that's that. I think it will hurt them, you know, several times this year. Mm-hmm. Then we got West Bromwich taking on Everton. Uh, West Brom, like we said, they they got that one nothing win over Crystal Palace. Salomon Rondon with a goal for West Brom, and yeah, I mean they did what they did. They defended really well, and then you know capitalized on a set piece. Yeah, that's what West Brom do. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know what to say about this game. Everton, you know, I'm not very high on Everton yet. I think it's going to take they some time. They did sign Yannick Balazic this week. Yeah, but I think it's going to take some time before they get yes. going. Yes. Uh, so, I do think I do think Ronald Bark, uh, Ross. Ross Barkley yes. uh, is going to flourish under Ronald Koeman. Yes. Because I think he's going to get a lot more guidance from Koeman. I think that yes. under Martinez, Martinez are like, just go out and do whatever you feel like. Yes. And I don't think that's that's not 
the right way to develop a guy like Ross Barkley. I think you need to guide him and mentor him. And I think Kuman is going to be really good at that. I, I think this is just – West Brom is going to muck it up like they do so that they can get – they can get their home win. I don't think they will, though. No, 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Stop stealing my picks. Aha, I said it first. Elliot goes 2-1 to Everton. Okay. Okay, so 1-1 one, one for us, and then 2-1 to one Everton from Elliot. Burnley, they will look to uh, get the season's first win. They take on Liverpool. Uh... Yeah, Burnley, they got that one nothing loss at home to Swansea, whereas Liverpool won a thrilling game 4-3 against Arsenal. And, yeah, I don't feel like we need to talk too much about how Burnley did against Swansea. I want to talk about the Arsenal-Liverpool game and Liverpool falling behind one nothing, and then scoring four unanswered goals before Arsenal sort of saved a little bit of their pride and well let's of... talk about the first one yes right before halftime that Coutinho free kick you're not going to see a nicer one than that 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 was stunning just Absolutely a lightning stunning. rod to the to the top left corner of the net and that was all of a sudden it was like all right all right like i'll i'll, I'll stand i'll applaud for you jurgen klopp with a very subdued uh celebration which was really disappointing well he uh, made up for it later I didn't see the second half of this game. Oh, really, really mad about it. Okay, yeah. I mean, Liverpool just put their foot on the gas pedal and just ran Arsenal. I, off my phone the pitch. was blowing up because my phone was blowing up because, um, as a United fan should, uh, I got right back up on our high horse after the Bournemouth match because yes. again I said this was the this was the reason why we're going to win the league. This- year, the fact that we took care of business against Bournemouth. As I've said before, you know, um, United last year, they beat all the good teams. They, they dropped so many points against the bad teams. That won't happen under Mourinho. But you're still looking at a team that, that you know, they beat all these good teams. The talent was there last year. And they played Van Gaal ball again on Sunday. But this time under Mourinho, they got the goals. And, and they're going to win the league because that's what's going to happen all year. So I was on my high horse. My friend who's a Liverpool fan was not having it. He was not happy about it. So uh, my phone was blowing up as Liverpool were dominating until, you know, Liverpool, until Arsenal remembered, wait a minute, Liverpool can't defend either. Yep. Yeah, I and mean, start, that's, I think that's what's going to keep both of these teams, you know, not really being anywhere near the title race. That's exactly what's going to keep both yeah. these teams out of it. And I, and I need to see – you know, this was one game. We need to see the consistency out of Liverpool that we didn't see last year. Yeah. If they're even going to have a chance to get in there. Yes, but I think they're going to have an easy enough time against Burnley because I don't feel like they have the same – I mean, Arsenal, they're, they're still a good team. So they have the capability of scoring a couple of goals. I don't think Burnley is going to be able to capitalize on the weakness of – the Liverpool defense as much. So I'll go 3-1 Liverpool. I, I was going to go 2-0 to, to Liverpool. Hope I'm wrong. Hope that that inconsistency comes out and that Burnley is able to, to do what Burnley does to United mm. at Turf Moor, which is, you know, beat them. Yeah, turf it up. Yeah. Uh, Elliot's going 3-1 as well. Okay. 
Yeah, and then we got Leicester City hosting Arsenal. The problem with, the problem this week is we really didn't learn anything last week. Like every team kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, but it was nice to see everything back underway. Like all those ten o'clock games sucked. But I often feel like there's a couple of weeks, especially after a championship summer. You know, when we had international tournaments. Yeah. It usually takes a little bit of time to get going, especially when some teams have had a lot of players given extended vacations. I, I agree with that, but I always feel like there's also a team that, that like looks good in week one and everybody goes, oh, they're going to be good this year, uh, which in theory should have been Leicester last year. They beat Sunderland 4-2, and, and everybody kind of just dismissed that as like, oh, that's whatever. Well, but there's always a team like that. And like a good game, and there were just none. There were no good games. Everybody was one 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 nil. Yeah, I think if Liverpool wouldn't had let those two goals in, and they would have won it four one, then I think the Liverpool hype would have been off the chart. But again, Arsenal have no center backs. Yeah, true, very very true. Okay, so last game on Saturday that is Leicester taking on Arsenal. I'm. You know, I think it's just a fluke that Leicester lost to Hull. They're going back home. They're going to win. I'm Me gonna... too. But Arsenal's, Arsenal is the team that had their number last year. Yes. But I think Ranieri wants that revenge too. He's going to tinker a little. The tinker man. And I'm going to go one nothing Leicester in this one. Uh... No, this game's got goals in it because Arsenal are still good. Is Robert Huth back for Leicester yet? Uh, yes, he should be back from suspension. How is, how is Robert Huth still suspended and Marouane Fellini's been playing forever? Uh, does that not have something to do with the cup? Was, was Fellini suspended for the FA Cup final? I feel like Fellini was back for the FA Cup final. I don't remember, but Huth was serving his last game of suspension. So or he'll be maybe, back. or maybe, maybe I was celebrating because Fellini was not going to be available. That, I, that, I honestly, that I honestly don't remember. It's been a long summer. I yeah. don't remember. So, I but mean, who's the back, back? But Arsenal will still, they'll still score. Uh, Leicester. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm with Elliot on this one. Elliot says Champions of England two team without center back two. Okay. So, and I. You what'd you say? You said one you nothing Leicester. One nothing Leicester. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two two. Okay. And then Sunday we got two games. We got Sunderland taking on Middlesbrough, and then West Ham taking on Bournemouth. Uh, let's start with the Sunderland game. And I, jeez, that Sunday looks really appetizing to wake up for. How did this happen? Oh, yeah, I, I'm like, what do you mean wake up for? Because I'm in the perfect time zone now. So the first game is at 2.30 p.m. my time, and the second game is at 5 p.m. That's not perfect timing, actually. I kind of prefer the morning. Well, when you're on like, vacation, I'm on vacation. It's that's perfect. True. But when I was in England, like, waiting all day for, for the game to start, like, yeah. that, that kind of sucked. Yeah. Rather wake up in the morning and and get it get it right away. So there's no Monday game this week. Is that because there's a Friday game? I thought the Friday game was an addition, like an extra, a new TV slot, and so that we can get more games on TV. But if you're not going to show a Monday game, then it's just like moving the, the Monday game. Yes, 
uh, I don't know exactly why it's this way. We'll have to dig deeper on that one, actually. And I mean, how does how did Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham, Leicester, and Arsenal all play on Saturday? Like, not one of those games. Going to Middlesbrough. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but Sunderland, Middlesbrough, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take for Moyes to get Sunderland, you know, sort of going. I think it's going to be another draw. Let's go. Yeah, let's go 2-2 in this one. Yeah, some goals. That's a lot. Yes. That's optimistic. a lot. Uh, very optimistic here for the Sunday games. I wish I would have seen Middlesbrough last week so I could have told you how good they looked or bad they, or good they did not look. Uh, for the official um, for, for, for the official record keeping, Elliot will say 1-1, one, one, uh, which is why I'm going to say 2-1 just for the sake of being different. And the question is, which team do I think gets the second goal? Uh. And I'll go with Adnan Yanazai. So we'll go 2-1 to Sunderland. Okay. And then West Ham Bournemouth. I think West Ham... Can they sign DeAndre Yedlin already? They want him. Just sign him. (laughs) I don't understand. Again, Moyes, stop saying you want players and go out and get them. Like, I don't understand why things like this take so long. This is the one thing where I really like Jose Mourinho about. And Jose Mourinho's right when he says, I don't understand why people wait in the transfer market. Why? Mm -hmm. Like, just like if you want someone, go out there and sign them so you have them for the season. What's the point of waiting till August 31st? No, that's true. And then you got all kinds of weird stuff with fax machines and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, as a fan, August 31st is exciting, but come on. Come on, guys. Like, why are you waiting? You have two games before – you have three games before that. Just go out there and get the guy. Yeah, it's like the trade deadline in the NHL. Yeah, but at least teams like make moves a bit for a week before that. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Everybody always waits to the last minute. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. West Ham playing at the London Stadium. Let's see if they can get off to a good start there. Uh, I think they will. I think Bournemouth, yes, they've done some good things during the summer here, but I don't think they've improved that much. Uh, and I'm assuming Dimitri Payet is actually going to start this game, not be on the bench. So I'm going to go the reverse score from last time, or the same score as when they met the last time around, which was back in January. 3-1 West Ham. I'm going to go... Elliot goes 2-0 to West Ham. I think I might just go 1-0. Oh, okay. I didn't like I didn't like the way West Ham looked. I liked the way they looked. Game Chelsea. Yeah, was, I know, but as soon as Paye came on, it, like, where's just, the goal going to come from? You could just see that confidence level rise. I think Paye is going to have a finger in all their goals. If it's first assist or you know, sort of that secondary hockey assist, and maybe even nick a goal by himself. But if he starts, he's going to play a big part in that game, and I think West Ham is going to take a fairly comfortable 3-1 to win.
Yeah, there was a lot of way too low, low scoring. That'll, that'll probably be a blowout. Screw us. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, last week, no one scored goals. Yep. But uh, no one scored goals, but everyone scored goals. No one had a good fantasy week because no one really scored a lot, uh, and no one was able to keep a clean sheet. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, very true. Yeah, I started with Casper Schmeichel in that. I think I went Jack Butland, and then he was auto-subbed out for Aurelio Gomez. Yeah. No, that's not good. Gomez got a yellow card, too. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, we're not going to talk about four, our... We're not going to talk about... Yeah. Yep. Well, we're going to wrap things up here. We'll be back again next week uh, when I get back from England. I'll be back in Sweden, though. So still um, still abroad, but we'll make things work. Hopefully, Elliot will find himself a new pair of headphones. Just a day trip? Uh, day trip to England? Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm just going, you know, getting there Friday morning and then leaving again Saturday night. Yeah, well, enjoy it. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, until next week, as always, follow us on Twitter. Polly is Pete Postel, WFAM. Oh, it is. Pete's was better. I am Seth Martin. And I'm great to see Kelly from the And the world is left to wonder how on earth did that happen?